0: Everybody, welcome. Another episode of the Crowded Booth, episode 25. I'm Bryce Kuhn alongside Noah Severson. Noah's with us three weeks ago. We had to take a hiatus because of the hurricane that came through. Jed Woodward was on last week. He's in the crowd watching, and Noah's here today. Noah, first off, before we get into anything, congratulations, Washington State Cougar fan. The Cougs, they pulled out a huge college game
1: day win up there in Pullman. I um, mean, how did it feel? I mean, you, oh you're you a diehard, you're um, a diehard. I'm a diehard and, and you know, my dad and I have been following them since since the real bad days when we were going 0-12 and back-to-back years and just to watch the crazy pirate at work and uh, watch the resurgence of this team and getting game day for the first time ever, just a so scene and obviously a big, big win over Oregon and uh, one, of the, one of the best Saturdays of my life, Bryce, one of the best Saturdays of my life. Well, I definitely think that it's huge because
0: now they're in the Playoff conversation. I mean, they one loss. They're still in the playoff conversation, so it's definitely going to be an interesting one as we keep going. But um, yeah, congratulations on that. I know your your dad yeah. and you were really excited. You posted all over social media <laughs> about how <laughs> hype it was. Yeah. And man, for them to go to the first time ever college yeah. game day to go there, it's gonna be awesome. Yep. Of course, you can, you're watching the show on Facebook Live. If you're watching right now, if you're watching the re- recap, of it, we thank you as well. If you're on YouTube and if you're listening to audio as well in your car. Maybe on the way to game day, because it's not too far here next week, uh, down in Jacksonville. If you're listening on iTunes, we want to thank you as well. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with all your friends. Uh, Once again, we're here at Moe's Barbecue, Rome, Georgia. Great place, great wings, barbecue food. Um, Like we've talked about multiple times, TV's everywhere. You can watch sports. Uh, Come in and get yourself uh, some good food and, and enjoy some Man, all kind of sports going on. NBA's yeah. kicked off. Yeah. Uh, NBA's
1: tipped off. It's there like, you go. It's like the sports eclipse where like everything is just lining up, overlapping. Exactly. Got a November baseball NBA, college basketball starting up soon, college pro football, everything.
0: It's exciting. I mean, like you said, you have NBA tipping off, college football right in them, SmackDown, playoff rankings come out next Monday. Yeah. Uh, World Series game one was last night. That's the first one we're going to go ahead and get into. Game one of the World Series. Man, I should have been, went back and watched our episode uh, two episodes ago when we made our predictions. I mean, yeah. that was right at the beginning of the uh, division series. Yeah. Red Sox Dodgers. ESPN is just drooling over that matchup yeah. right there. Yeah. But the Red Sox win big, big win, eight to four. They win over the uh, Dodgers, and it talks about how good that offense is. And Clayton Kershaw, he's just struggled a lot in the playoffs, and that's kind of his. His history. Um, What do you think about it? You think the Dodgers can come back? I mean, they got uh, Ryu on the mound next in game two. It's hard to beat that team with that that offense.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a really tough offense. Ryu has had a nice postseason. We saw what he did against the Braves. Um, But that Red Sox offense, just top to bottom, you know, one through nine, and the guys that they bring off the bench. I mean, it's just crazy the names that they throw out there. Um, You know, you think about the postseason, you think about great pitching and low scoring games. Um, and this was a tight game up until the seventh inning and Eduardo Nunez hits that three-run home run to make the score appear um, As if it's larger than the, the game actually was but Boston has some great pitching great a uh, great bullpen they got Kimbrell as and the closer spot and um, some really great relievers to to get them from the sixth inning to the ninth inning. So um, they're a juggernaut, and the Dodgers should be able to make it. This is a close series, but I think um, the Red Sox should win in five six games at most. Well, the title of our
0: episode two episodes ago was "Bama and Red Sox All the Way," and, <laughs> I, and we picked the Red Sox to. I picked the Red Sox to go all the way. You picked the Astros I to did come pick out. I picked the Astros and the Brewers. But so it was that might looking, have but. might have been the de facto World Series right there. Yeah, the Dodgers are a very talented team. Um, we've seen them kind of at moments show the glimpse of they're on the same elite level of a team like the Yankees, the Dodgers, I mean the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Astros. Um, I just don't know if they can put it all together. Kershaw, greatest, greatest pitcher of my lifetime. I mean he's an awesome pitcher. He struggled in the postseason and I think that you saw that and like you said, it was a good game. It's not like Red Sox went in there and blew him out. I just think from that sixth inning on, it seemed like Home crowd. I mean, when you're playing at Fenway in October, late October, early November, it's a completely different ball game. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 postseason baseball right there. Yeah. And so we talked about it too, uh, three weeks ago about postseason baseball is here. And man, what a way to wrap it up with Red Sox Dodgers World Series. Yeah. I think an interesting thing to see is the Dodgers bench could be starting anywhere else. And we talked about that. Yeah. And, I mean, their yeah. bench is so loaded. Can that come into play, especially when they have to go play back in NL? where Boston's gonna have to really find, okay, who are they gonna sit, <laughs> you know? Right. Because they're
1: not gonna be able to throw that ninth guy out there, they're gonna have to throw the pitcher in to hit, and that'd be something interesting to watch. Right, absolutely, I was watching last night, and they bring the NLCS MVP, Cody Bellinger, off the bench. Like, the guy who just clinched the series for them, the guy who is literally the Conference Series MVP, and he's coming off the bench, just insane the amount of depth that they have. But it's interesting that with the World Series, the way that it works, AL ballpark, NL ballpark, you play by different rules, um, and it, it's really up on the managers to adjust to that. So it'll be interesting once the series goes back to LA how that changes things.
0: I think it's going to take a look at really the depth of both teams. Boston's a deep team, very good team. Dodgers are as well. Bullpen's going to come into play a lot of it. We've known it has been well documented Craig Kimball's struggles late in games, and Alex Korra, the manager of the Red Sox, continues to go to him. Um, it's going to be interesting. Game one was last night, Red Sox victorious in that one. Like you said, Eduardo Nunez—that hurt Yankees fans. You see a guy like Eduardo Nunez hit a home run, and a former Yankee himself, and they got beat. You know, I know a lot of a lot of Yankees fans had to take that one, and it's a tough call for Yankees fans who they where they really want to go for. Yeah. Not big fans of the Dodgers either. No. So I was talking with one, one, one guy is a Yankees fan today, and he was like, "I don't really care. It's it's whatever." Um, but no, nevertheless, postseason baseball, the World Series, the Fall Classic—you got to love it. And you talked about as we move into the next part, just the kind of mecca of sports we have going on right now the nfl if we transition over into that um, the, the nfl man it's been an interesting season we've had the Le'Veon bell drama
1: yeah um,
0: who knows we were just talking with with a guy here and you know is he going to come back i don't know i have no <laughs> idea what's going on um it's going to be interesting though to see how the steers pan out but i want to get your take on these two questions noah as, yeah. as we get into this and the nfl first of all what are the Giants doing? <laughs> the Giants, if you haven't paid attention, Monday Night Football, National Television play a struggling Falcons team. And as a guy who grew up a lifelong Falcons fan, Falcons are struggling. Defense is decimated. But Matt Ryan has been playing at elite status all season long. So he goes in there, torches a Giants defense for over three hundred and fifty yards passing, over two touchdowns. You see his defense, then they just treat Eli Apple, arguably one of their better corners. Yeah. You know, one or better defensive players on the field than their former all-pro defensive lineman. Um, but the wrong Eli. We were just talking about, you know, <laughs> Barkley's an amazing talent. Yeah, o- Beckham Jr., one of the best receivers ever.
1: Yeah. Um, what is your take? What are they doing? It's just, it's, it's hard to watch Eli Manning play, and you look at the pieces around him, and obviously the offensive line has had its fair share of struggles. Um, Eric Flowers, former first-round pick, gets released. That just shows you if he's getting released, how bad this offensive mm-hmm. line is. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., a top five receiver. Saquon Barkley, we can already say, is arguably a top five running back. Yeah. I've got him on my fantasy team, so I watch most of his games, <laughs> so I might be biased in that. Um, but as you said, they've been investing heavily in their defense mm-hmm. before Saquon, so you'd expect more things out of them. As far as the in-game play calling, we saw in that game a couple times they went for two, um, a couple odd decisions that the numbers backed up, and obviously um, it didn't turn out in their favor. But, that game was a lot closer than it looked. You saw Odell Beckham Jr. drop that two-point conversion there at the end. Yeah. Um, Giants come down the field, and they have three tries on the one-yard line, and they eventually score, but over a minute and a half comes off the clock. and In and, and the NFL, like games are so close that it's just those little things. It's the things around the margins, the details that matter so much. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's confusing watching what they're doing both on the field and in the front office.
0: Um, well and you have a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. who voices his complaints.
1: Yeah. Um, and
0: in and the big, biggest media market in, like in the US it's, yeah, in it's, New York. It's, so not, everything is it's not St. Louis. It's yeah. not Oklahoma City. You know, it's it's a no offense to those cities, it's New York. Yeah. The big apple one. You have a guy, like you said, Barkley, top five running back. I agree with you. He's not on my fantasy team. I just got beat by him this week. He's a heck of, <laughs> heck of a player on Barkley, Odo Beckham Jr. That is a core that, there. I mean, Barkley's 22, 21, 22 years old. Odo Beckham Jr.'s not that much older. Yeah. Just signed a long-term deal. Yep. Um, it would not surprise. I mean, he's got he's got to get benched at some point this season. I mean, he, he, it's Eli Manning. Honestly, as an NFL fan, it's sad to see Eli Manning struggle this much because the Eli Manning I remember is throwing the pass to David Tyree to beat the yeah. Patriots in the Super Bowl, not the one that's looks lost I mean he just looks like a deer in headlights Honestly, and I think a lot of you said goes to that offensive line struggled immensely against a team with no pass rush this past week yeah the Falcons who within the first half had four sacks already yeah you know tied for 29th in the league in sacks coming into the game I mean yeah that just speaks to how bad this team really is yeah. um, I think it's gonna be something in an NFC that is only getting stronger they're really gonna have to make a look at a quarterback change in the upcoming draft
1: and they're still not out of it like the NFC East has been floundering so much the Redskins are like leading the division with a 4-2 record and you look at them and they're no juggernaut the Eagles have yet to wake up um, and they're a sleeping giant but Cowboys struggle a little bit the NFC East it's still kinda wide open and you have to wonder I don't know like the Giants, if there's anything better on the bench, you'd think that this first round of the 2019 draft, they look at guys like Justin Herbert from Oregon, they look at guys like Will Greer from West Virginia, and they're looking at taking a quarterback, but as you said, it's tough to watch our legends die, right? It's mm-hmm. tough to watch our legends shrivel up. You think of Carmelo Anthony and all the guys that are washed up that are just pushing it maybe a year, two years too far, right? Um, and try to squeeze the, the last of the talent they have left. And Noah, but. you
0: just named three guys from, two guys from New York.
1: That, and I got a third guy, David Wright of yeah. the Mets, who had to
0: retire this season. Yeah. So got, New York suffering. Eli Manning, when, about five years ago, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Manning, Carmelo, and David Wright, you were thriving. And now it's tough yeah. to be a New York sports fan. But I agree, the Giants struggling. Another team that has received a lot of scrutiny, made a lot of moves recently, yeah. is... The Raiders. Yeah. I mean, John Gruden has been <laughs> interesting, nonetheless, trading Khalil Mack, saying he didn't want to play. Yeah, Khalil Mack has done nothing. Yeah. But wow, yeah. there's a top five defense in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Um. It's, but you. But
0: you were talking about they're stacking draft picks. Just traded Amari Cooper for a 2019 first round pick.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting because you know the big thing in the in the major league baseball and in NBA is the whole idea of tanking, right? You, lose really hard, you stockpile those draft picks, then you become good. That hasn't been done in the NFL, right? You're trying to win every single year. Head coaches have this one-year mentality where I have to win as much games as I need to Mm -hmm. uh, in order to keep my job. And you just haven't seen it. John Gruden, he gets a 10-year, $100 million contract. How do they have money for anybody else? Yeah, that's, well, not only that, but it it gives you, like, no other coaches signing 10-year deals, right? So Mm -hmm. it gives him a more of a long-term perspective. They trade Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Uh, I saw a stat like on ESPN, it's there are only two Pro Bowler draft picks within the last 13 years, and they trade both of them away, and then John Gurd keeps on going on television saying that his team needs a better pass rush. Well, you just traded away the best pass rusher in the league. (laughs) Yeah, you just traded away Khalil Mack, who has done nothing but dominate in a Bears uniform. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird to watch. With the Raiders, you can justify it a little bit more than the Giants because, as you said, they're getting the draft picks back. Are they going to be better in the future? Then there's this uncertainty with Derek Carr. Where is that franchise at? I, I don't know. It pains me to see Marshawn Lynch, one of my heroes from the Seahawks days, have to play on that team. You talked about a guy like Derek Carr. Um, this is a team that is removed from
0: being one of the top teams in the league just a couple of years ago, Derek Carr doesn't break his leg. They're a playoff team, winners yeah. of the AFC West. Yeah. Um, now the Chiefs are obviously the the king of that group and close behind. But yeah. definitely, you so. said, it's, it's a tough thing to see a guy like Derek Carr. Marshawn Lynch struggling, obviously, um, struggling to get on the playing field. He might be done for the season now. Uh, but Derek Carr, I mean, there's the whole thing with On Sunday, and this is something that I'm sure viewers have seen, was he crying
1: on the field? Have you seen this? I, I, I saw that little clip. I can't fault him too much for that. You know, you're in the heat of the game, and I understand that athletes' emotions get higher. You're so invested in this game that you've been playing since you were a kid. But yeah, that was kind of weird. It was interesting. That's in that, Very let's go interesting. With that <laughs> word. Very
0: interesting to watch indeed. Is, uh, um, yeah, the Raiders and Giants, honestly, some of the more storied franchises yeah. in the NFL, really struggling and, in, in, in interesting ways. Uh, yeah. As once again, we're here, Moe's Barbecue, Rome, Georgia. I want to let them thank them for coming out and everyone and uh, for viewing this show but once again Facebook live right now if you're watching on YouTube if you listen to it on iTunes thank you as well make sure to like uh, subscribe and uh, watch for more as we got some very interesting stuff coming up as now we get into Noah's bread and butter And if you don't know Noah's a writer over at fansided.com uh, for uh, soaring down soaring south. down south yeah. covering the Hawks now himself he's got the Portland Trail Blazers <laughs> shirt yeah. on But he's been paying some really close attention to the Atlanta Hawks and a big matchup tonight. Before we get into what we're going to talk about, talk about the matchup tonight. Mavs-Hawks. I mean, ESPN primetime Wednesday night basketball. No, yeah, and it's not two titans
1: of the National Basketball Association, all right? The reason why they're showing this game in primetime, 7 p.m. on ESPN, is because of the storyline between Doncic, Trey Young, the Mavs, and the Hawks, the crisscrossing, the Hawks originally selected Luka Doncic, alright, he was in consideration to be the number one overall Mm -hmm. pick, but then the Hawks trade Doncic and, uh, excuse me, Hawks trade trade Doncic for Trey Young, number five overall pick, and a first round pick in the 2019 draft, alright, so it's that storyline between the what if, right, what if the Hawks had keep, had kept Luka Doncic instead? Um, and for the rest of their careers, these two players will be locked, intertwined together, just the same as Greg Oden and Kevin Durant are. And um, all the drafts, you know, from years past, how players get intertwined, their legacies. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how they match up against each other. Um, it should be a good game. The Hawks are really entertaining to watch on um, their high scoring game. They get up and down the floor. They got Jeremy Lin, Vince Carter, Trey Young. Um, Tariq Prince is a really good player. Um, so it should be a good game. It should be fun.
0: I think one thing that's interesting to see as well, no, when you have both of these teams, you talk about the storylines. The Mavs on paper don't have a bad team. No. They really don't. Yeah. Um, Harrison Barnes kind of, yeah. honestly, might be a little overpaid, as yeah. everyone in the, in the NBA. But yeah, a guy like Harrison Barnes, then you take, you know, look at their Dennis Smith Jr., um, electric point guard, very yeah. athletic guy. Yeah. It should be a good matchup. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have a really good matchup. Trey Young's going to have his hands full yeah. with Doncic, Don whoever he's guarding out there. You yeah. talked about French. You talked about Collins. But yeah, definitely, these guys are going to be intertwined the rest of their career. Yeah. When you're traded like that, flip flop, it's going to be interesting to watch to see the matchup night, and it's going to be the first of many. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, hey, who knows? 10, 15 years down the road,
1: <laughs> magic maybe, and Larry Bird,
0: maybe, maybe, it's the, it's maybe the reincarnated, <laughs> it's, maybe it's a finals,
1: finals in finals history, hey. finals lore. These two guys you know, lead their teams, you know. And I don't think that too far down the road. I, I mean, I, I might be a little bit biased covering these Hawks so closely they've never cracked that upper echelon. They've had good teams mm-hmm. that have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. You and I were talking about the teams of a couple years ago in Atlanta of Korver, of Millsaps, Horford you know 50-60 win teams that just didn't have that transcendent superstar to well, and, them over the top. And LeBron was in the way. LeBron was in the way. LeBron's not in the way anymore. Um, but looking down the road they just needed they need that player to crack To crack that echelon, Mm. Um, superstars get you to the finals, the Hawks aren't going to the finals this year. Um, they could very well have the worst record in the NBA, but they're going to be fun to watch while they do that, while they get the least amount of wins in the NBA <laughs> at the brand new State Farm Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want? What do you want to call it? You I call wanted it? to call it the Waffle House. I just think it, it'd be interesting. <laughs> you know, there's there's a uh, the staple of Atlanta. Yes, exactly. There's certain brandings calling them the Waffle House Warriors because the 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 Warriors. Um, the, the executive Travis Schenk, who came over to be the GM of the Hawks, he's trying to build them in the spell. You got Amari Spellman kind of in the Draymond Green mm-hmm. prototype, Kevin Herter from Maryland in the Clay Thompson prototype, and then obviously Trey Young with the Steph Young connection, um, Steph Curry connection. So Steph, Steph Young. <laughs> Steph Young. That's one of Trey Young's possible nicknames. This there you is go. one of the pieces that we put up on story now. Stop. What, Steph is Young. Gonna, what is going to be his nickname? All right, it's going to be Trey TL, Replay Trey, Ice Trey. There's so many <laughs> options. But yeah, Hawks, they're going to be really entertaining to watch, and I'm excited about it.
0: Now we get into real contenders, which is neither the Mavs (laughs) or the Hawks. And I'm going to throw some teams at you. You tell me if they're a contender or a a pretender. We tried this last week, and I could not pronounce the word pretender. (laughs) Now we're going to do it again. All right, first team, I'm not going to give you the Warriors. That's too easy. you got to give them the ring. Let's go with the Raptors. Yeah. Are they a real contender, not for the East, but for the NBA final for, as
1: a championship? Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see them beating the Warriors. Um, I see them getting to the NBA finals. Um, coming into this year, I would have told you hands down Celtics, and, and they still have, I mean, we're three games into the season, so we're in prime overreaction territory. Yes, there you go. Um, but uh, Gordon Hayward's still working his way back from injury. They've got Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. What a core that is, Jason but you look is at yeah, amazing, absolutely, he's, amazing he's a star, over. he's a star. Um, but you look at you look at the Raptors' depth. You look at their second mm-hmm. unit. You look at Fred Van VanVleet from Wichita State heading up that second unit, um, and he, and you look at Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, they just got a really really good team. They're so balanced, and they've got that superstar in Kawhi. The go-to scorer in the final minutes of a close game that in a seven game series i'm starting to convince myself that the raptors could will beat the celtics mm-hmm. um in the, in the in the east conference finals all right i like that <laughs> and
0: like you talked about you, Kawhi has got the ability to be that closer for me it's yeah. like people forgot about yeah. Kawhi. like oh he's pretty good and on opening night he had like 25 points yeah and we we're like in like 11 rebounds you're like oh yeah. oh he's pretty good yeah uh-huh. Not as good as Trey Young, obviously, He dropped 31, <laughs> 35, and 11 That's the other right. night That's against right. the Cavs. Yeah. I think when people saw that, by the way, when they saw that the Hawks were playing the Cavs, yeah. and they saw, wow, Hawks put
1: 130 on <laughs> the Cavs, they were, were the
0: Finals last <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs> Very different Cavs team. Very different team. Very. Has Seti Oseman. Not the same guy. Just slightly, slightly as less LeBron, more powerful
1: right. than LeBron James, yes. But
0: it's interesting to watch, so we're going to go, I'm going to flip back over to the West now. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. With a healthy Russell Westbrook and a healthy Paul George and Steven Adams, that's kind of their core big three. With a guy like Roberson, an elite defender, can the guy shoot? Or I don't know. We're going to see. The Oklahoma City Thunder, are they a
1: legitimate shot, have a legitimate shot to challenge um, the crown? The Thunder, as far as I can see, in the West, it's all all a challenge. It's all racing for second place. Mm -hmm. All right. And the Thunder have as much of a shot as getting second place as anyone else in the West. You look at Robertson, they missed him dearly the last part of last year. Um, uh, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, they have another year to to reorganize that chemistry. Paul George is locked down for the future. Westbrook is locked down for the future. Um, They were a little bit disappointing last year um, as they lost to the Jazz in the playoffs. I think they can contend for that number two spot. Um, They've started out this year 0-3. They've got some problems on the defensive end. Russell Westbrook obviously was injured for a couple of those games, but um, as they start to work through the schedule, I think they can definitely be um, a fourth, a third place, a second place team in the West.
0: We're going to flip back over to the East, and this is going to get a little bit of a reaction uh, from the viewers here today, but the Philadelphia 76ers, (laughs) are they a legitimate threat to represent the East in the
1: finals? Yeah, I think they're a legitimate threat. The East, it's an interesting... I think I think right now they're in a second tier below the Celtics and Raptors. I think they have a legitimate shot um, at reaching the finals. Uh, when you got players like Simmons and Embiid, two superstars right there, JJ Redick, a phenomenal player, um, they got eviscerated by the Celtics on, a, on opening night. All right, the Celtics just a exposed big word, them. Thank where, you. Where did you hear Thank that? Thank you so much. I re- <laughs> Sometimes I read. Sometimes I read. Um, but they just got they got blown out. Um, and they got beat by the Pistons last night of all teams Blake Griffin went off with the 50-burger um, but uh like Griffin
0: showing off his point forward
1: abilities yeah I think 76ers in terms of getting reaching the finals I'd say they're a pretender in terms of reaching the Eastern Conference Finals I can say they have a realistic shot in doing that
0: I think that they are a young upcoming team that's yeah. only going to get better um, yeah. and we're not even going to go with the Celtics because I feel like they're contender, the last team yeah. that I know everyone is loving, America's team, the most popular team in the world <laughs> right now, the L.A. Lakers. Oh, my gosh. So they get yeah. LeBron in the West, and they're 0-3. Yeah. Kobe Bryant was interviewed last night. Asked about would he come back, and he goes, I guess if they go 0-5, I'll come back. But for real, <laughs> what do you think about this team? Yeah. LeBron is LeBron. I, but what LeBron do you think? Your Portland Trailblazers beat him on opening yeah. night.
1: Yeah, and I like the Trailblazers. I think that the Lakers' ceiling is fifth place in the West, if they're lucky. And I said that coming into the season. I have friends telling me that they're going to be second place behind the Warriors, and I just have to pump the brakes on that. The Lakers, they're going to be on TV a lot. They have 16, not even 16, that's just on one network, but more than any other team, they have uh, more like primetime network games. Um, so we're going to be seeing them a lot. I just. I would consider it a win for them if they reach the playoffs this year. The West mm-hmm. is so, so stacked. You and I talked before we even started broadcasting, like, how every team in the West got better. Even yes. the Kings, even the Sacramento the, the Suns, everybody got better. Um, and I'd, I'd just be hesitant. I mean, at that bottom half of the Western Conference, you're looking at them having to probably leap in over the Nuggets, leap in over the Timberwolves. You know, leaping over these teams, the Suns probably, the Mavs might make a push for the eighth spot. All these teams that, that could be right there, and right now with the Lakers 0-3, yes, they have LeBron. If they make it into the playoffs, it would be interesting to see if LeBron can drag them as far as he can drag them. Because when you're talking about the best player in the world, anything can happen. But right now in 2018, I I just I think it's a struggle for them to even make the playoffs.
0: We're going to talk about best rookies, in the, and we are kind of talking about can anyone beat the Warriors. No, they can't. Uh, Then getting some, but I'm going to ask you this: Is this Lakers team here in the 2018-2019 season is it better than last year's
1: Cavs team? Is LeBron playing with a better group of players than he played with last year? That's interesting. I've had this question. I actually had this question asked me last night, and I was struggling to think of a good answer. You think about the second best player on the Lakers, and you think for a little bit, and then you probably come up with Brandon Ingram. I mean, I think maybe like Rondo, I mean, maybe Maul, Kuzma. He's not spinning at people, obviously. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. spinning. It's just, it's tough to think of that second best player. Brandon Ingram is, he's the number two overall pick a couple years ago. He has yet to make that leap into superstardom. With the Cavs, last year you did have Kevin Love and you traded for, you know, Rodney Hill and a couple other guys. I would have to go with the Cavs team last year. I think this Lakers team is more exciting than them with the youth that they have and with the with uh, with uh, you know Kuzma is a really fun player to watch. Jabril McGee, I mean, he doesn't even look like he should be in the <laughs> NBA, but yet yeah, he throws down on people, and he's a really fun guy to watch. Lance Stevenson is, is a character straight out of a movie, um, and they're fun to watch. I would give I would give the edge to the Cavs. Um, I think if the Lakers were in the East, they could probably still reach the finals from last year if they had to play the Kyrie and Gordon Hayward uh, of Celtics. Um, but I would give the edge to last year's Cavs.
0: I like that. I mean, the Cavs were more of a veteran team. Yeah. And I feel like on this team, the veterans are really LeBron, Caldwell-Pope, if you want to call yeah. him that. McGee, um, Rondo, Steven None
1: of those guys here really... Super excited about.
0: Yeah, you know you're not you're going to write home to mom about yeah. those
1: guys. Yeah. I think,
0: but it's an interesting conversation to have. And I think the Lakers are, like you said, going to be well documented all season
1: long because yeah. they're going to be on ESPN basketball, yeah. Wednesday night basketball every yeah. every every Honestly, weekend. And 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 that's their plan. They're trying to get back to the Showtime Lakers spot. And this year with LeBron, you have to think that you want to be contenders, but they're looking ahead. Alright, as much as they might yeah. tell you that they're not, they're looking ahead to the summer of 2019, they're looking ahead to when Kawhi becomes available, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving, you know, they're throwing out there, he's already kind of said that he's going back to the Celtics, Klay Thompson available. So you've got to act like they're going to have um, a shot at one of those superstars next summer. And then after that season, 2019 season, then I can see them possibly becoming contenders.
0: Alright, so now we got some rapid fire questions for you. I'm going to give you a... Okay. Um, A couple questions, your predictions for how the whole year is going to lay out, Yeah, and you got to give it to me real quick. The best rookie out of this class.
1: Yeah, I think rookie of the year and best rookie, like further down the road, end up being two different questions. I think rookie of the year ends up being Trey Young. He's got the green light in Atlanta. He's going to put up so many, so many shots. He's going to get a lot of playing time this year. Um, Aiden, Doncic, they could give him a run for his money. Kevin Knox up in New York. Um, is my sleeper pick, but I think Young ends up pointed it out, He's aver- he'll end up averaging over 20 a game, probably throws in 7-8 assists, doesn't make the All-Star team, but he gets Rookie of the Year. Are your MVP of the whole campaign? <sighs> MVP, I think it's going to be close between LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think the Pelicans and the Utah Jazz are two teams that are going to be probably 3-4, and four. Or three, four, five in that mix for really, really good teams at the top of the West. I think Anthony Davis ends up getting his first MVP award. LeBron James, if he can carry the Lakers into a good um, playoff seed in the West, you know, year in, year out, there's so many years where he could have gotten MVP, where he's probably the best player in the league. they don't give it to him. Him with the Lakers got some excitement, they're on TV a lot. They could give it to him, but I'm picking Anthony Davis. And I like that, too, because, man, I'd like to watch an Anthony Davis Pelicans and a LeBron James
0: Lakers yeah. playoff series. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun to watch. That would be fun. All right, so here we go. N- another thing of a war prediction is your coach of the year. Who's going to be coach the guy that the gets year. maybe the turnaround team, or who's your coach of the year?
1: Yeah, I think Luke Walton has the best opportunity, depending on how this Lakers, uh, this Lakers season goes. Alvin Gentry um, and the Pelicans could be a possibility. Brad Stevens. Um, obviously is probably the favorite right now depending on if he can take the Celtics to the finals so I'll go with Brad Stevens.
0: Alright now we're gonna go give me your
1: Western Conference finals matchup. I'm gonna say Warriors-Jazz and I think the Jazz take the Warriors to seven games. Jazz have already beaten the Warriors once this year they are vastly vastly improved team Um, just watching their rise watching them in the playoffs last year they are so so good underrated playing in that small market in Salt Lake City, um, but they are so fantastically good, and I think they take the Warriors to seven games in the Western Conference Finals.
0: And I think one thing interesting about that Jazz team, after Hayward left, everyone's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Go is an elite rim protector for yeah. that team. He's my defensive player. I dude. mean, Donovan yeah. Mitchell kind of just made everyone almost forget about Gordon Hayward. Yeah. And they got a bunch of complimentary guys yeah. that are very good. The new Joe, Ingles. Joe Ingles. so
1: fun to watch. Joe Ingles is a very good player. Yeah. He's out there trash talking whoever he's playing against. He was trash talking Kevin Durant. He just, like guarded him like crazy. Ended up having 27 points in that Warriors game. He is he is must tune in, Joe Ingles baby.
0: The Jazz or must watch TV, which Noah Severson <laughs> is uh <laughs> right is saying down. right now. All right, <laughs> Eastern Conference predictions. Yeah. What is your Eastern Conference Finals prediction? I'm who's gonna, in, the, who's I'm, in the
1: finals? I'm, I've talked myself into it. I'm going to pick the Raptors over the Celtics in seven. And I think it'll be a really, really entertaining series. I think the Pacers and the 76ers will at some point, even the Bucks might work themselves into conversations to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see what happens come playoff season. But I'm going to side with uh, with Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors to beat Kyrie Irving in the Celtics.
0: All right, I like that.
1: And then your finals. Who wins the finals? Hmm, <laughs> let me think. Warriors in five. I think Kawhi steals a game. Um, but the Warriors are just so so good. I mean, they snatch up every year. They seem to add more players that the rest of the league is sleeping on. This year, they get Jonas Derebko, who's a really really solid rotation piece. Um, Jordan Bell has gotten a year older. We see Damian Jones dunking on people already this year. The guy at Vanderbilt. I and mean, then um, they got that
0: guy who's supposed to be pretty good. Usually played played center last year. Yeah, I think they signed him. Um, he'll. He'll come back, but uh, Demarcus Cousins, I've heard he's pretty good, too. Yeah,
1: he's okay. And he'll come back right at the prime time when they're um, starting to... Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. When they're starting to gel and get ready for that. Oh, I love that crackling, that playoff push. Um, And that he, he just makes the Warriors scary. He just makes the Warriors scary. And that's, you know, I can't even believe I didn't bring him up, but yeah. Warriors, yeah. they're, Warriors! They're
0: gonna, they're gonna dominate as we transition here. Once again, we're at Moe's Barbecue <laughs> in Rome, Georgia. They just brought out some, uh, some pork skins which are phenomenal. We yeah. had them last time out here, and we're gonna be able to get on that. If you're in the area, come on down every single Wednesday, four thirty. Uh, whether it's Noah and I, it's me and another guest. We're gonna be here and just hanging out and talking sports and eating some good food. And Noah, I like what you said about you know the Eastern Conference. I mean I think Kawhi I think Kawhi could steal a game. I think they could steal a game. But right now it's the Warriors and everybody else
1: and it's going to be an interesting season to watch nonetheless. And thank you for saying that it's going to be an interesting season. People on Twitter, you know, with those Twitter fingers saying that like there's no point in watching the Warriors already got another ring. No, there's so many storylines. There's mm-hmm. so much star talent. Um so many awesome awesome rookies. The Hawks who last year might have been like unknown around the country nobody's tuning in they're tuning in because of Trey Young and we talked about how so many teams are getting uplifted by these superstar rookies we got so so much talent so many cool storylines we didn't even talk about Jimmy Butler being locked up in Minnesota you know there's like literally Kevin Durant literally possibly up. to the Knicks next year um, 2019 like rumors flying everywhere the Jazz is gonna be really good there's just so so many storylines that whenever you tune in um, you're watching something Embiid is a highlight unto himself with the 76ers with his trash talk. If you're watching Embiid's social media, Instagram, Twitter, like that's the storyline in and of itself. And Joel Embiid's social media.
0: You talked about just, uh, Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler, hey, if you've got a team that's struggling, go ahead and just run your twos and threes out there, add Jimmy Butler. He'll beat everybody. <laughs> and that's what he did up in Minnesota in practice. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for coming on once again. Yeah. As we wrap up here, we're going to not forget about you college football fans. College football, obviously, an amazing time of the year. We talked about always intertwined with everything that's going on in sports. College football is one of those big things, especially here in the South. Um, I have the privilege, Crowder Boots is going to be at College Game Day this weekend in Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia, Florida. It's going to be a fun game. I'll tell you one thing, the ticket prices for this game (laughs) Yeah. About six weeks ago, coming off that loss to Kentucky, <laughs> Florida, yeah. it was not looking too good. Now, skyrocketing College Game Day, top ten matchup. We yeah. talked about your Cougs at the opening of this episode, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, Georgia-Florida, the primetime, 3.30 CBS yeah. game. It's going to be a fun game, it's and it really, really separate game. for the SEC East who's going to get to be the sacrificial lamb for Alabama in <laughs> the SEC Championship. Yeah. But once again, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Once again, we're going to be on uh, at College Game Day in Jacksonville. It's gonna be a fun one. Make sure if you're there to come find us and uh, you might win yourself a free t-shirt. And uh, just you know, make sure you like, subscribe, and all around. We also still have some t-shirts available. You can DM me, you can DM the Crowded Booth on any of our social media, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you wanna go ahead and give a follow to Noah Severson, check yeah. out some of his writing. He just did a write-up of uh, Alex Poitras, the former Kentucky standout, yep. that's uh, playing and, and has shown some really good, uh, yeah. kind of that got, first guy off the bench Absolutely. for uh, He's playing the Hawks. And so go ahead and give a follow them, and uh, thanks for tuning in once again. We're going to dive into this food right here, and uh, enjoy, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>